listening to the Ed Reach Network. Game Desk with Lucien Vitale. This is Ed Gamer for Thursday, May 23rd, 2013. Ed Gamer is part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. I'm Lucian Vitell. And Jerry, did you say anything? And I'm um, Jerry. And Jerry, <laughs> we're, we're having fun with Google tonight. And Lucian, would you tell us who you are and briefly say, you know, kind of what you do? Because I think you have some fun with what you do. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Lucian Vitell. I'm the CEO of Game Desk. We're a, a game development and research center. Um, we uh, build games. We have an independent game uh, division that builds games and apps that focus on really hard to understand concepts, uh, but also really bringing a level of quality um, and uh, commercial appeal that you don't normally see in a lot of the ed tech game products. So fully explorable 3D worlds, beautiful, uh, engaging game dynamics, but really looking at um, really difficult and complex concepts. And, and historically science and math. Um, we have been vetting and collecting curriculum and games uh, and apps from around the world. I think we've aggregated and vetted over over a thousand titles from around the world and we're about to launch a, a brand new platform uh, in a month with uh, our partner AT&T uh, that's gonna basically be a sort of a Netflix for education but really focusing on some of the coolest but most usable products and apps on um, a variety of devices that can that can engage folks, and uh, we have our own school. We launched our own uh, middle school called Playmaker last year, and we just finished our first year, so we're really excited about that. And and it's a it's a school that's all based on learning through play, uh, making and discovering um, uh, discovering the universe and who we are in it. Uh, and uh, it's a it's a completely it's a way to completely rethink what a school is, and we've done a complete remodeling of the school, and we've turned it into sort of the holodeck meets ideation center meets makerspace, and uh, it's super cool. So uh, you should check it out. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jerry, we're done. I don't know, if, Jerry. Can you hear me? What happened? Yeah, it's we're having fun with Google. And Lucian uh, got me pretty excited there because he said a magic word called the holodeck. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit because that's been kind of a dream of mine. So, Jerry, let's get to you. Who yeah. are you? My name is Jerry James. I'm a visual arts teacher in Chambre, Illinois. And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth-grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. And for those of our regular listeners, I know this is kind of strange because, you know, you're seeing our faces, like, for the second time, which is kind of scary. So sorry about that. <laughs> and we've uh, we've brought Lucy in a board and, and just apologize ahead of time there uh, about, you know, how this is um, – it's, it's been kind of flaky. Uh, this has been a little bit flaky here. So, um, But uh, we're glad that he is here. Uh, Jerry, what's been going on this week? 
Oh, trying to wrap things up. It's been a long week. Long, long week. Just uh, getting near the end. Not quite as close to the end as you are. So that's uh, that's about it. Nothing too creative. We're done with Game Club for the year, so it's been a it's been a slow week. But um, I got a got a half day tomorrow, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, you still have two weeks, right? Yes, two more weeks. And uh, yeah, tomorrow's my last full day. We have that wonderful hour and a half day on Tuesday, which makes no sense at all. And, uh, you know, yeah, we had our last game club last week. And, Lucian, we've, Jerry got, got us started. I know there's many game clubs out there, um, video and board gaming. And it's, it's, we've really, it's taken off uh, quite well this year, getting kids excited about games and, and interacting, collaborating, and problem solving, which is so much fun. And getting to play the games with the kids in the first place, that's, that's fun, too, because we like to do that. So let's get to Game Desk, and I guess, you know, what's the mission of Game Desk? What you, this was put together. What, what are you guys trying to do? Totally trying to revolutionize what education is. Um, I, I think from the classroom to the types of learning experiences that we have, um, we want to make learning extremely playful and also rigorous. And those two things normally don't go hand in hand or historically haven't, but that has been our, our consistent challenge is to teach, to completely engage the student in learning and to show that students can learn uh, complex topics. They can, they can accelerate in their learning. They can become long-term uh, STEM STEM engaged STEM um, learners, um, and um, we have explored a variety of contexts in which to achieve that. Everything from, like I said, the school that we've launched to the games that we make to the pilots that we've put in various schools. So you know, we've seen some pretty incredible results. We've seen students that are zero percent proficiency in math. Uh, Um, a variety of students uh, become long, long-term uh, uh, STEM engaged, uh, engaged in particular science concepts. We've taken kids who have had no interest in science and and have shown consistent, shown have been shown to consistently struggle in ideas like um, atomic weight and heat transfer. And, uh, you know, all the things that when you start moving into the more complex sciences, um, uh, you, the, as you move into the more complex sciences, uh, things start becoming highly invisible. Uh, you can't see you can't see what's happening anymore. Um, so we look at you know how do you how do you take those things and how do you leverage simulation? How do you leverage game mechanics to make those things digestible, intuitive, um, and something that you can actually build upon? and scaffold knowledge over time. So an example would be, you know, geoscience. I, we're working on a geoscience project right now where you basically DJ the Earth and you, you DJ the tectonic plates and you form the Alps and you for, form volcanoes. And, uh, but geoscience is, a, is an amazing thing, and, and so is planetary science because, well, 
it happens over a really long time. <laughs> and uh, that really long time is hard to see. You know, it's happening all around us right now, but we can't see it. Uh, it's either happening beneath our feet or it's happening so slow that um, uh, to our sense of time, those types of phenomenon are not readily uh, digestible. And, and historically, we've tried to use uh, various anal analogous forms of discourse to try to communicate these big ideas. And we've tried to use illustrations, and to use, you know, text to try to get people to understand these concepts. But if you could simply play a game where you can accrete your own planets and you can uh, dig through the layers of the Earth and you can speed up time and you can slow down time and you can, you can see the cause and effect relationship of the various phenomenon on each other, then uh, something quite remarkable happens. Uh, you begin to build an intuitive knowledge of these core scientific concepts. And I think... I think we've now moved into a generation that has been able to more and more effectively leverage the audio-visual and interactive capabilities of this emerging medium to where now we can really use these tools to communicate these super cool ideas, yet complex ideas, to people in a way that they can really they can grasp and grapple. And I think that's what it's all about. Because the minute you begin to grasp it... Um, I mean, how can you not find it wonderful? You know, right. it's, it's just amazing. And, 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 but the problem is, is that people hit the wall and they go, ah, God, I just don't get it. And then they feel left out. And what, what do you do when you feel left out? You shut down. And yeah, uh, That differentiation yeah. is important. And like you said, when you have, when you have pictures, you know, because you see Pangea, and, and you're like, oh, hey, look at, look at, all the, look at how the world used to be. You can't see that motion is what you're talking about, and 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 interacting and actually creating it on your own. I teach social studies, so you know some of the funnest, some of the best simulations that I deal with is civilization, mm. where the kids are building civilizations from the ground up. So mm -hmm. when they do that, yes, it's it's far more enjoyable. It's it's a lot of fun for the kids to do to do, but pictures so you're kind of you're just moving it to the 21st century you're just you're just moving it up but you're hitting all different learning styles which is is quite important because you're gonna have some kids that can see the picture and imagine it you could have some p kids that you know see motion picture and they'll they'll imagine that some kids might need some sound some kids it, it just depends on their learning style and that's and I think you're covering that with what you're doing you're covering all those different learning styles <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think history is fantastic because, um, you know, we just started this new project called Ancient Inventions, and it's a cross between an interactive mobile game and actual um, uh, invention kits, like physical hands-on kits, you know, where you build ancient inventions through time. And we've kind of created a game that allows you to become a time traveler. So, you, you yeah, the notion is, is that you, um, you've... Uh, in the future, um, in order to learn history, you basically time travel to those. You time travel. That's how you learn history in the future. And somehow this uh, textbook of the future that allows you to time travel and learn about history has somehow ended up as an iPad app in you know, 2012. <laughs> and, um, and the cool thing about that is, is that, you know, 
Um, the context, the, the, I think we're just now reaching a point where, I don't know about you, but when I learned history, you know, there were a lot of lists, and, mm-hmm. and there were, you know, you learned very specific pieces of history, and it was, they tend to be particular narratives. But I think because of the limits of the textbook, we really haven't really reinforced sort of a systems view and a, a, a cross, a cross, uh, sort of a cross-cutting, more dynamic lens on history because there's all kinds of things going on. Uh, there's technology. There's uh, I mean, there's so many aspects to yep. looking at these samples in time. And history is everything. History is everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And, 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 and so now I think we're in a better position to put multiple lenses on things, and I think apps and games and uh, really allow us to do that now. And you can see, you know, how the currency was connected to the religion, and how yes. the religion was connected oh. to the agriculture, and, and so on and so forth. And so your your example of civilization is really excellent because that's a systems based game. Uh, that really looks at the the interchangeable economies uh, 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 and the various lenses, you know, from warfare to mm-hmm. agriculture, and it shows the interrelated interrelatedness of those of those variables in in a historical context. And I think that's really really important. Um, yeah, really- Jerry, Jerry gets tired of me talking about this, but you know, I break down social studies into several areas. We have culture, civics, people, and geography. And culture includes science and math. It includes religion. It includes, uh, you know, national and world wonders. And it includes uh, arts, literature, and leisure. Mm-hmm. You know, that covers a wide, wide uh, base. You have civics. Uh, civics is how you run your civilization. So you have uh, government. You have, uh, uh, you know, economy, laws, you know, and it, it, all this is part of your civics. And then people, all the different people that are involved in creating a civilization, and then all the different pieces of geography. When I tell the kids, social studies is everything, you know, the beginning of the year, they don't believe me. At the end of the year, we just had an assessment earlier this week, and they're starting to realize that, you know, yes, this is all part of it, and science and math is such a huge role in it. And we can have that lens that you talk about and be able to say and integrate and have an interdisciplinary unit to where you can have you can teach social studies, but you're showing that the sciences and maths are there, and then you have the language arts and covering that. In the new social studies common core standards, there's been kind of a, an alpha release. Uh, the science stand common core has just been released, and it's kind of getting to that point where we have, we're interconnecting everything and showing yeah. that everything is connected. Um, and it sounds like what you're trying to do is, is the same thing, which you know, you're, you're preaching to the choir here because most of our audience is in the in that same boat. Um, but this is something that I wasn't I wasn't even aware of. Um, you know, of Game Desk until you know a few months ago, and I'm looking on your website and I'm like, you guys are well connected, well connected. So you have all, you have all these different games. Can you talk about some of those games that you you have? How do we get access to them? You know, what if a teacher is wanting yeah, to learn about this? I have a question. Can I share my screen, or does that work, or no? Um, I sure. I, I we could try that. <laughs> uh, so let's just let's just try something here. Can you see this? Can you hear me? And can you see what I'm yes, showing right now? Yes, lovely. Here? Oh, when I stop talking, I'll be able to see it. Oh, okay. 
So, um, so do you see this screen here and all the kids role play learning? Yes. So, so here's an example of us what we're doing in the school. This is called a Mesopotamia LARP. So we created actually four different live action role play games for the school. One focusing on Greece. Uh, the Roman Empire, Mesopotamian, I believe, uh, Aztec. And so, um, as you can see here, uh, kids are doing their own, um, creating, looking at original forms of language and writing. Um, can they have below, below, Yeah, that's right. So they're doing that. And then below we have a Muslim trial where kids are actually, uh, they, they, they begin to do agriculture and trading in the city. And then um, there were thieves in the city, and the thieves were caught, so the kids had, had to put the, the thieves at trial. And so, um, um, so in this way, they get to explore aspects of religion, culture, and here we in the bottom here, we can see the teachers engaged with the students and, and, and facilitating different processes. And so, you know, that, that sort of looks at it from, like, the, the high-tech, the low-tech, and the no-tech approach. Um, and then, as you can see here, we have some, um, here's a geoscience piece where kids are actually using their entire bodies to move uh, the different layers of the earth from the, from the mantle to the lithosphere. And this, this is what we call uh, motion, our motion play system. And it, it, it has motion tracking sensors that detect student movement and then they, they use their body to learn. So it's very kinesthetic oriented. And we focus a lot on mobile experiences. So um, uh, here we have Dragon Box that uh, allows kids to begin looking at different algebraic expressions. Um, some of the games that we're currently building um, are one of our big projects that we're releasing this summer is a project called Arrow. Um, and it's a project that we did with uh, Bill Nye, the science guy. And um, that that game is a fully immersive, beautiful world that takes you on a journey um, across uh, a whole uh, assortment of islands. Uh, you basically become a bird. We built. We spent six months building a real simulation of bird flight, and then we built a molecular landscape that shows the molecular. Um, uh, collision and airfoils around the bird as you fly and we also show the vectors so the vectors are lift drag and thrust um, I'm going to show you a bit of that little piece right here so as you can see here it, it, can you see the screen there the little uh, yes. iPad and so you can you can move these thumb pads and you can rotate you have one-to-one -one rotation of uh, wing rotation and as well as flapping so you are able to generate thrust and you're able to rotate the wings exactly like an albatross does as it flies and you go through a series of learning challenges where you learn each force from gravity to constant and velocity to terminal velocity and this game was designed by us to see could we take high school concepts and even early college concepts and use, again, simulation in beautiful, immersive game environments to allow a person to become a bird and understand that all of these forces all are acting on this bird in real time. All these forces are invisible to the, the naked eye, and they happen in relationship to each other. But if you simply become a bird, and you see these forces, and, and you see these vectors changing in real time, then again, you will be able to attune and so we even took that to the next level, and we took it out on, as a roadshow. And here you can see the, 
the Dyson fans that we added that actually created the wind simulation and actual <laughs> wings that, that kids that kids could strap on and actually become a bird. So that's a much more a, a immersive version. Um, and then the, the we here we have Dojo, which is another one of our games, which is uh, it's a hip hop uh, dojo master game that focuses on emotional intelligence. And as you can see there in the bottom right hand corner, um, that reads your pulse and skin conductance. And the only way you can beat any of the games in this game is by chilling out. And um, and 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 each of these masters teach you different techniques, biofeedback techniques, positive self-talk, muscle tension, um, breathing, and and then you're put in a series of of challenges uh, that we have the fear dojo, the frustration dojo, the anger dojo, that are designed to challenge your emotions, and the only way you can beat those levels is by remaining calm and learning how to modify your own body. Um, and so, you know, we, we do things, that are, we have MathMaker, which is, allows kids to build and design their own games, and we've taken uh, a large uh, element of uh, the Common Core math. Uh, I think we're at 83% of all sixth grade content is now covered by this program um, that basically takes kids and allows them to learn math through, through programming and designing their own games. So, in order, for example, in order to solve for X, uh, in order to build your scoring system, you have to solve for X. In order to get your character to jump, you have to solve the Cartesian, uh, you have to s solve the quadratic formula in order to build a parabola, uh, so on and so forth. So in that way, we're contextualizing things that are important for learning uh, in contexts that are extremely engaging for, for the player, for the user. Um, and then here's our final game that we're working on that I mentioned to you before, which is our geoscience. And here you can see it's a beautiful vector-based world that where you accrete your own planets and build your own, build your own landscapes. And you use that through understanding the basic principles of, of geoscience. And, and so as you can see, we're really trying to... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, let's see if we can get him back. Oh, there you go. There I am. So yep. as you can see, we're really trying to tackle uh, difficult subject matter, um, and we're trying to really create beautiful experiences that that tackle that. And I think that that that's really our ambition is to say, look, kids can uh, games can be big and bold and beautiful, and they can also um, really instruct. And, and create experiences that incentivize people in these to, to, to pursue knowledge in these fields and also um, create experiences that allow uh, people to bridge their, their understanding of concepts that might have been more difficult uh, in other contexts, uh, such as the written word or, or pictorial representations. Um, so, so that's really where we're heading. That's very exciting. And it, it's exciting for me. I'm just sitting here going, I want to play. I, I want to, you know, move the bird. I want to, you know, interact with this content, and students will too. I, I, I think that's, I think that's very important. Um, now, kind of talk about how, how do we get to this point? Because there might be teachers like us that are out there that are willing to experiment and try new things and 
and to bring this content to the classroom, write grants or, you know, if they're not sure, you know, about some of these, if they're free or paid, but how do we get more teachers involved? How do we make them feel comfortable? Because, you know, if you give this to the kids, they're, they're going to jump right in. How do we get teachers involved? Is that something that you guys look into? So that has been a huge shift in our focus in the past year. You know, we have, we, we, we've continued to develop content and grow our content and our curriculum, but there has been a huge shift uh, recently in, um, in, uh, in our work focusing on teaching culture. We created a new, new avenue called uh, Dream Lab. And um, well, this has two components. One is called a boot camp, which basically we take in a bunch of curmudgeon teachers. I don't like iPads. I don't like games. And, That's Jerry uh, and I. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we give them an experience. Uh, it's a professional development that we give them an experience of, of, of engaging in these, these contexts. Because, see, here's the reality is that it's, we're all the same. We're all still kids, by the way. Uh, like, some of us won't admit it. But, oh, I, I uh, truly do. <laughs> but absolutely. And, uh, and I, I think like anything in life, for a person to become, uh, to, in order to shift your habits of mind, like any habit, um, you have to find some, va some real personal value in a different way of thinking. And so the, the, the key is to create experiences that put specifically teachers in a place of having experiences that they value and it helps shift their, their approach. That then on top of that, you start engaging them in those activities as teachers and as curriculum creators. And then all of a sudden, you have a bunch of teachers who went from, I don't know about this, to I'm doing this. Yes. I'm experiencing this because it's all about feeling comfortable uh, and it's all about saying, oh, I get it. Oh, I first you have to get it. Then you have to like it. Then you have to want to do it and mm -hmm. use it. And, 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 and we find that, you know, we had this amazing experience with this culinary arts teacher, 70-year-old culinary arts teacher. I mean, you talk about your digital immigrant. I don't even think she, at that, when we first met her, she, she, she was even using computers at any level. And what we spend the day with, with her and a, a whole group of teachers, but we had her build her own, own video game by the end of the day. And, and next thing you know, she's requesting, uh, she's making requests at her school to have her own computer lab. Yep. And, and so, so you, you can see that you have to create value for people. It's like anything else. And of course, uh, these younger generations, the value is already there because they're engaged in these digital devices, they're online, they're having these experiences. So they're not the people you need to sell. You, the people that you need to create the experiences for are the adults. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's when you, because I could totally see teachers playing around with the, the bird simulation, uh, building, getting science teachers to build their own world uh, in, the, in the geosciences. I think that's very important. Some of the games that, you know, civilization I think is very complicated for most teachers, and so doing that with them is, is, is tough. But I've had a lot of converts to Minecraft this year, 
And when teachers have, have seen it, I had a art teacher in my school that she is now seeing a huge value with Minecraft. And she's had kids that she's had difficult reaching in the past. Uh, they're, what she's done is turn around. The kids are teaching her. And she's enjoying it thoroughly. And she's having a lot of fun. So when you give them the experiences, yes, you're right. They, they need to experience, not, hey, come to this class. We're going to show you how to use this game. <laughs> right. No, come and, come and have some fun. And then yeah. once they see it, they're going to be like, hey, I could do this, 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 and this with this game in my classroom. It fits in this way. And they start collaborating. They do get excited about it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you, you, they're part of the experience. They're yes. not, you're, you're not, you're not handing somebody something. You're inviting them into something. And yes. I think that's sort of the shift in thinking that needs to occur in order to engage a nation of teachers. Um, and we're willing. It's just it, it, we have a lot on our <laughs> – there's a lot on our plate. And more and more is being added. And it's, it, it, it is very difficult. It's a very difficult time for, for teachers. But, yes, I, I think you have the right approach, the right angle to, to reach those teachers. Instead of, oh, we're going to have an in-service. Oh, we're going to learn about this. We're going to learn about that. No, let's play. Let's, let's have some fun. And teachers yeah. will jump on board. Yeah, I, I, this is, we see this time and time again. And, 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 uh, so is Playmaker, is Playmaker part of this? So Playmaker is the school, is the school um, and it is, it is part of that because that's where we make everything happen in, within the school model. I mean, we've been doing pilot schools for the past four years, but it was really a year ago that we, we launched. We said, well, what does this look like if everything that we're doing, if, if we made the entire school game-based, um, you know, what is that, what does that look like? And, um, in fact, I'll show you just what, I'll, I'll share one image here that really captures, um, captures the, you know, this is the, can you guys see this? Yes. I don't want to because I want to have it. Yeah, exactly. So this, um, this is the new school. And as you can see here, there's an ideation space. There's a maker's lab. This is the holodeck here down below. Uh, it's floor projection, multiple plasmas. It's uh, fully mobile equipped with uh, both backpack mobile devices and, and mobile to small group uh, experiences. Um, and so, you know, this. You consistently incubate and try new things longer to something to get it into a school, to test it, to iterate on it, to get the data, to, uh, but now we're in a position where, where we can do that every day. And now we're launching a new hub in Los Angeles, which is going to be a large learning, learning center that's going to allow us to do that every day with, you know, schools all over the city of Los Angeles. And the city of Los Angeles is a, is a fantastic melting pot where we can look at different issues, um, different socioeconomic issues, different, um, 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 issues of culture and different infrastructure issues because every school has, you know, a, 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 a very degree of technological infrastructure from nothing at all to the oldest computers in the district to, yeah. you know, 40 iPads that no one knows what to do with. And uh, so there's all kinds of these new emergent scenarios popping up in schools. So we really need to start figuring out how to solve them and how to, to address them. And that's really almost an entire 
part of the focus uh, that we've done with uh, this new learning lab and especially this amazing portal we're about to launch next month, which is our largest project we've ever undertook, you know, 1,000 items. Um, and with teaching, uh, teaching wraparounds and, and, and teacher superstars from all over the nation who have, who like the, you know, and please, you know, I, I would love to continue this conversation after this and find out what teachers you know of that are doing these fantastic things in Minecraft because we want to spotlight them. You know, I have found time and time again that, that there are all these amazing teachers out there. You know, teachers are getting such a lame rap in America. I think I'm really sick of it, to be quite, to be quite honest. Here, here. Uh, I think my here here cut him out. <laughs> now yeah. you did it. There we go. Uh, so I, I think I think there's an incredible amount of teachers out there that don't aren't on the blog spheres or some of the more prolific places that you can find. I mean, there certainly are many, but not always the the te you know not always a teacher who's doing great things are are natural self promoters. Let's put it that way. And so we need to find all those folks, and we need to give them a spotlight, and we need to show, create a, examples of great work, and that work that can be shared. Uh, there is so much sitting in teachers' desks and on USBs, and, and we need to find ways to get that out to more people because we need to accelerate the change. This needs to, these, these silos that are these classrooms need to, to need to have a platform in which to exchange their ideas and to expand the work. So, you know, we, game desk can go around and do training after training after training, but if there's not effective communication between districts and schools and leveraging online environments and communities to, to share that knowledge, and that's why we're most excited about this new platform, because uh, we're going to launch it at ISTE, and um, because it's a place to finally share all this super cool stuff that we've been finding. It's just a super cool den of, den of cool <laughs> and uh, and and we want to we want to share it with more people. It's so frustrating. Even though we have this super cool playmaker school, I'm frustrated every day that it only serves the students that it serves. I think it's a it's a shame that no one, you know. I mean, there are opportunities like this for us to share, you know, what we can do. I I can give talks, and we can have our teachers go around and share what they're doing. But that's not good enough. We've got to find effective ways to get the curriculum out there, to get other curriculum out there that's working and fun and engaging, and then we can actually make some real change because it's not just happening in a box or at, a, at one conference or, or you better be glad you caught that talk because uh, um, we need to find a place to exchange these, um, these artifacts. And well, I, I think I've, I've, I've got a lot of ideas. I've got a lot of connections. You know, we've, this is number 102. And for Ed Gamer, and we've run across many different people. We've made a lot of connections. There's local teachers like what you've talked about, where they might not be self promoters that are doing amazing things. And then we also have some that have. I know Jerry, you're probably thinking about it. That those classrooms, Lucas Gillespie, who's trying to create his own spaces uh, in North Carolina. And then we have Minecraft teacher Joel Levin, who is out out of New York City. It, there's teachers all over the country that are doing this. I'm sure normal Illinois might not be on your list, you know, because I know you have Los Angeles and you got the big cities, but um, we are doing some things here in the state that might surprise you. 
Uh, and we can talk about that later. To be honest, we're more interested in in what's happening in these other places than we are. I mean, we know what's going on around here. Yeah. But we're not. We're more interested in about all the other places that don't don't have that you guys all know about. Yeah. Uh, and we, we we need to find out more, and we need to to get it out. We need to get these stories out uh, to everybody. We will definitely talk a little bit more about that um, after because uh, I think we, in what I'm finding out in doing this for what now two almost two years, I think that's wow. where we're at. Congratulations! Thanks. It's uh, I can't believe Jerry's been putting up with me for you know two years. It's been difficult. So, it's, <laughs> so, it's been difficult. Yes, um, but it's we're starting to find that. This group of people, educators and businesses and people that are, you know, interconnected, we are all connected in some way, shape, or form. And yeah. it seems like we are building and helping out each other. One of the groups that I'm working with now is the Learning Games Network through MIT, University of Wisconsin-Madison, Arizona State, and the Games and Learning Society Conference, which, which is up in Madison, Wisconsin. Right. It's amazing how the interconnection of all these people seem to be, it's like, I know you, I know you, and then it grows together. I think we have a great cause when it comes to games and learning, and I think uh, you're right. We need to promote it because there is good things going out there with education and teachers, and there's a large group of us now that are our, our age and even older teachers uh, that are willing to try new things and because they know that we need to help kids. That's why we're doing this. We love kids, and we want what's best for them. Uh, and that's, I think we need, yeah, you're right, Lucian. We need to, we need to get this together. So i got a couple of more items here. Um, how do we get, it sounds like we just need to start talking to each other. How do we get involved in, in, with Game Desk? Well, the first, the easiest, the lowest hanging fruit is to be, you know, we would love, we want to get a lot of people to join the beta for this new portal because we want to get all of their curriculum and ideas and, and spotlight on their work and push out their videos. I mean, we're essentially funded for the next year to just highlight awesomeness. And so, you know, we've already started the beta. So right now we're finding, we're seeking and looking for teacher superstars, but anybody who's doing something innovative and interesting. And we have a way, you know, immediately for them to engage. So that's like the easiest um, step. Um, the other step is if there are schools out there, you know, we're going to start doing these things called MicroHub uh, launches uh, throughout the, uh, the next year as part of our national rollout. And if there are schools or, uh, you know, a consortium of teachers or, or educators who are really interested in Game Desk's work, um, and they want to start implementing this work and they need support for that. Um, you know, we're starting to identify several school sites throughout the nation to be strategic seed sites for this work and then uh, 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 go in and, and get these schools started and then also track their progress and highlight their progress on the portal throughout the year to see how things change. And it's almost like an interactive documentary that we're going to, going to have uh, where we can see how each of these, you know, what does it look, look like in Detroit? What does it look like in New Orleans? What does it look like in Ohio? Um, and what are the different wild, cool personalities involved? And what is, what is, uh, what is you know, each one will have their own flavor. And we're really interested in, in you know, what are the different places around the U.S. That, that bring their own thing to this idea? 
because we really want to push this concept out nationally this year. That's really our, our number one focus. Starting next month, we're, we're almost, you know, we're nationally focused. Our, our entire last year was really focused on our own school and the design and building of this portal. But now it's all about moving, you know, now that we have these libraries of curriculum and games and, and we have all these activities, now it's just about getting them in lots of people's hands. And then also finding other work and integrating that and getting other per people's work proliferated. Um, so, you know, that Minecraft guy, um, let's see what he has and, and let's see what it would take to get it into 20 more, 30 more, 100 more teachers' hands and see what it looks like when they, uh, when they try it. But we need to do that. And so yeah, that's... We'd that's, like to hear that, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Collaboration is the key. You know, because you're talking about gathering information from all over the country. And even though we might do things a little bit differently, I'm sure there's some similarities. But those differences we need to look at, too, and say, you know, hey, maybe we should do it this way. Let's try it. And, and teaching the kids that trying is okay. Failure is not bad. We learn from that. Uh, okay. and that's, been a, that's been huge, I think, in the last year is that, you know, failure is not a bad thing. We learn. We learn from those mistakes. So I want to finish up because I know we've already gone over, which is quite fine because I'm sure we could go on a lot longer too. Um, I'm guessing you play games, Lucian? I do play games. What are uh, some of your favorites? So one of my favorite games of all time is a game called Out of This World, uh, or the European equivalent is called Another World. They just released it on, uh, oh, uh, on the iPad. Um, it's a game that came out in the late... Uh, early 90s um, it was all developed by one guy and it's a beautiful beautiful game um, I don't know have you have you played sword and sorcery uh, on the uh, iPad no. well it's another beautiful game that has recently come out but it's a true mixture you know before the days of, um, of uh, Shadow of the Colossus and some of the more artful uh, journey Journey, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, sort of really looking at turning um, games into an art form. I think for me that was the first time I'd ever played a game that I felt that I was actually having an, uh, you know, I was experiencing great art as as well as a as a great game mechanic. So that really made a big impression on me that games can be art and can be very artful and and have a deep deep and enriching experience. I'm a huge Katamari guy. Mm -hmm. um, I love Katamari. It's the thing. It's my big stress reliever, and um, I'm a big fan of the uh, older SSX series. Oh my! Uh, I like I like the snowboarding games because again, I think those are like sort of zen. What I call zen games when you just kind of want to go down the mountain. Yeah. Uh, and so, so I really like those games. I think um, I tend to focus on games that have high narratives. Um, when I was young, I loved the first Zelda. Um, that blew my mind. Um, and um, and I love game history as well. You know, I, when I was at USC, I taught the history of games for four years, and uh, I love the whole evolution of how we went from from Atari to the development of of the work out of Nintendo, um, and how the, the the relationship between the states and Japan. Um, had this interesting interplay and resulted in, in, in sort of creating the birth of, of the medium. And um, you know, we had Nolan on Nolan Bushnell on last week. Oh, really? That's yeah. fantastic. 
Yeah. Yeah. Quite interesting. Yeah, it was good. Did he tell you some of the crazy, some of the crazier stories? I don't think we had enough time, but I think he wanted to share. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a pretty yeah, and you, you know who built a breakout, right? Uh, tell me. No, employee number nineteen, I think. I'm a oh, Steve. The, uh, uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Steve Jobs worked for Atari and made one game, breakout. and uh, it was breakout. Now, did Wozniak and, uh, help him out with that? Think, yeah, that's right. I totally, he totally did. <laughs> and I think they built it in two days. And well, Woz built it in two days or one day or some hey, ridiculous amount there of time. And, and they just, I mean, back, back then you had the discrete system. So, um, you know, you, you, you change out the motherboard a little bit and you reverse the gravity and you kind of change up the blocks and you turn something that, you know, they basically took Pong and made Pong something that you don't play against somebody else, you play against yourself, and then basically Breakout was born. And made and it, it better. And made it better. And so there you go. Um, That's a so concept that I've taught this year to my students is that many things that have, the Romans were wonderful at it, where the Romans would steal things from others, and, of course, they would never say they stole it. They just took it and made it better. And, uh, yeah, and that happens throughout history. I'd love to be able to show that concept, especially with, uh, you know, IBM, Xerox, uh, and, and Microsoft and Apple. Lucy, you there? Obsessed with improving things, you know. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, we lost you there for a second. Can you see me? Yep. Yeah, so I agree with you. Okay, I, I think that's our probably our cue that we should probably stop here. So <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, uh, Lucien, and I know we will definitely have to do this again. Thank you for having me. Thanks thank for coming on. Much. Yep, thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Have a great week.